Welcome to the Geek Affairs Show. My name is Josiah Leroy. With me, I've got my buddy Jeff Pavlock this week. Uh, we're talking uh, a little bit about the Game Awards. So Jeff Keighley's annual The Game Awards for 2015 just released by the time you're seeing this a few days ago. And uh, a few kind of cool announcements for the future. Obviously a great recap in what was a very, very busy year for gaming. Uh, the second full year for the PS4 and Xbox One generation. Uh, we're going to unpack a few of those, talk a little bit about that. Jeff, was there anything that jumped off the page for you? I mean, no crazy announcements that caught me off guard. Anything that you thought was worthy? Yeah, like you said, nothing earth-shattering, but um, I'm definitely interested in Far Cry Primal. It's definitely interesting. I mean, the Far Cry series has always been jungly kind of mm -hmm. animals involved like the thing going into Far Cry 4 was I want to ride an elephant you know they showed that gameplay and it was it was interesting but this is uh is this something that's really been touched on in gaming I don't, I don't think so a lot like it's we're going back a long way in history here certainly not with a first person uh, sorry first person shooter perspective yeah um, you know first Far Cry was you on the jungle you had you know kind of like mutant powers fighting a shadowy organization then you were fighting like mutant monsters stuff like this it's taken a lot of turns yeah in, in second years, one yeah. was Africa fighting African militants and then obviously third and fourth began a little bit more three like, was the breakout yeah like the like the, almost like the adventure kind of style to yeah. it on um, the exotic you know world you're on your own kind of stuff like that totally this is I, i'm excited for this one I it, it kind of caught me off guard when it was and it was slipped under the radar a few yeah. months ago it was just like hey mm -hmm. we're doing a new far cry game it's coming out in like five months mm -hmm. you know it was it was odd uh but i like the direction watch the gameplay video for it we'll, we will tweet out a link to it uh you can follow us on twitter at the underscore geekiverse it's interesting because there's so many guns in the Far Cry games, but this one you have spears and, and, and different... It's like, can you really say it's a first-person shooter anymore? No, I, like, I, well... Is it going to be first-person you know, action-adventure? This is, this is different. I like it. It's totally different. And I like that what Ubisoft's doing with it because it's like Assassin's Creed. You can go to any time frame. Yeah. With Far Cry, heck, they could go futuristic for all we care. Right. Like, they're in a good spot with this franchise. Yeah, they they um, really revitalized that big time within the last few years. Three was was superb in the, the breakout. Four was another you know shooter of the year candidate. So you're right. Is this first person adventure? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it or how we want to classify it. Yeah. Um, a few of the announcements. Uh, I will start right off the bat with the one that really made me excited. Uh, Telltale Games is doing a Batman game. Yep. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm a huge Telltale Games fan. They've done the Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Tales from the Borderlands, which was a sleeper hit. Yeah. Uh, they did Back to the Future back in the day. <laughs> I love their games. The Walking Dead is phenomenal in terms of choice and consequence, very much like Heavy Rain was for mm -hmm. the, the PlayStation 3. Uh, I wrote a list in the spring of the, uh, the top five Telltale crossovers I want to see, and uh, I wanted a Marvel one. They, they've announced that. Yep. And then I listed Batman slash Gotham. Slash Arkham. And you got your wish. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Telltale's following. I also have Star Wars on there, so count on that happening. Yeah, I, You're think, I think you can expect that, honestly. That's going to happen, it, right? At some point, it's going to happen. I listed Lord of the Rings on there. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. That can happen. You know, a lot of the Lego franchises. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> so, uh, you can check out that article at www.thegeekiverse.com. Uh, Batman Telltale. Are you excited about this? We don't know anything. We saw a 30-second trailer. How could you not be excited for it? <laughs> right? We're not um, going to get an Arkham game for a little bit. Right. Or presumably ever. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And this is such a different style of game from the Arkham games. Arkham games were action-adventure, uh, open world, a lot, of, you know, a lot of fighting, a lot of combat. This is going to be a little bit more 
you know, laid back. Probably more of the detective work on Batman's part, which I think is really interesting, because half of Batman is just as much a detective as he is a fighter. This might be more uh, of the duality of, of Batman and Absolutely. Bruce Wayne. Yep. You know, our, you've got your timed options. It's like, do I run this way? Do I run <laughs> that way? Do I save this person, save yeah. that person, and Walking Dead? In Batman, is it going to be... Uh, I can save this person, or I can run and get my mask real quick because someone's coming in the door. Very good. Like, Very good question. I'm really excited <laughs> about this. I, like I said, I love Telltale. Now, Harper and Telltale, they're also doing another Walking Dead, mm-hmm. um, more inspired on the comics this time. Yeah. Did you ever read the, the comics? I, I know I, I, got, I didn't get into it. I got through a fair portion of it until I stopped. Um, if they really are... <laughs> I just stopped. Yeah, if they are basing this on the comics, it is going to be... Graphic, gritty, far more than the show has ever come close to. You know, and the nice part about the first two seasons of Walking Dead that Telltale did was, uh, it is intense, it is graphic, but Clementine's story is fantastic. Lee mm-hmm. is a lovable character. You root for him the whole time, this ex-convict. I'm not sure I'll be connected to these characters, but uh, I don't know, maybe time will tell with that. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Psychonauts 2 yep. from Double Fine. Very underrated game. Very underrated game. Oh, love it, though. Yeah, yes. That is the definition of a cult classic. Tim Schafer coming out on stage announcing that is yeah. <laughs> legendary. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, one that got me excited, if you know me at all, uh, Rock Band VR. So Oculus Rift. That's going to be crazy. I don't know how that's going to translate, but I you love anything me. Rock Band. You got me. I have <laughs> no idea where this is going to go. They showed a little bit of the gameplay. I love the, the video they did with Dragon Force. <laughs> Is Adam uh, is head banging back there? <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm not sold on Oculus, but I think we should probably do our own show for that yeah. topic alone. With uh, PlayStation's Project Morpheus coming out in the new mm-hmm. year, um, definitely. I mean, so obviously not much of a thought there. We did touch on Far Cry, um, Uncharted Four got a nice little uh, teaser, mm-hmm. and then we saw something new from uh, Quantum Break which is one of my most anticipated games of 2016. That's going to be a good game. <laughs> if, if you love Alan Wake or Max Payne, like, my goodness, episodic gaming is going to take a, a whole new turn here. Completely. And did you play Alan Wake or go through any of those at all? Uh, yes. Alan Wake, I thought, was a very good game. Let's um, get a sequel for that. Yeah, really. Right? Um, that was another one that flew under the radar, and I think that's very unfortunate because that was a great concept. Um, Intense. Very yeah, dark. Yeah. there's And dark in a way that it's it wasn't somewhat dark in its content as it was in its subject so it wasn't okay. you know it wasn't ripping people limb from limb it wasn't see that. You know, blood flying everywhere it was, it was psychological right? yes very psychological and i think that's a far more appealing uh form of you know greediness or edginess yeah i, I don't need gore I, exactly. yeah i played until dawn recently that was you know I, I wanted to play a halloween game around halloween mm-hmm. this year and that was intense like my wife jokes. I, I could not play it alone. Like she had to be. She had to be around. For it was it. a scary game. It was definitely creepy. Very, very <laughs> scary. I think if you've got anything like that, you know, you're going to be in in for a good time. Yeah. Um, transitioning. So those were really. It. That was about it for announcements. Rocket League's coming to Xbox One. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, that was a huge classic mm-hmm. on uh, on PS4. And we uh, we are going to start releasing shortly our top twenty five game list for each console. Yep. Um, I know That's Jeff's been hard at work pioneering <laughs> our Nintendo uh, series, yep. and uh, I've been championing the PlayStation one. And I can tell you, Rocket League is on that list. Yeah. So Xbox mm-hmm. owners, you're in for a treat. Maybe that'll be a Games with Gold list uh, mm-hmm. game. So the awards for the show, where Geekiverse we we do our own, but. Uh, 
these ones here, I think, uh, will probably be pretty similar. We'll start off with the big one. Game of the Year. Nominees were Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Metal Gear Solid, Super Mario Maker. Uh, Witcher 3. Witcher 3 is the big winner here. Yep. Uh, from a Polish studio. Huh? You appreciate that? I do appreciate that. <laughs> My Polish funny job. Uh, with that being said, Super Mario Maker, Metal Gear, it's a really good list. Yeah. Fallout 4. What are your thoughts on this? I thought they deserving. Oh, yeah, absolutely deserving. All any of those games, I would feel des would deserve it. Um, me too. I, I wouldn't have been upset with mm -hmm. any of these making it. That said, I if it were up to me only, mm -hmm. I would have given it to uh, Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne. Interesting. Is, I think Bloodborne is our game of the year, personally. That's interesting. It, it, you know what? I I'm not sure it will with our crowd. I know <laughs> Fallout Four has been very popular yes, with our we staff. Have a lot of people that love <laughs> Fallout Four. We're actually doing a few uh, you plays on Fallout Four. So watch our YouTube channel for that. Uh, Metal Gear was was huge. Some really big names here, and oh, yeah. some big names that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, whether it's Halo Five Guardians, um, there's just a, a huge list this year of quality games, and I think it was tough to narrow it down. Yeah, but I can I cannot wait for our debate of, of Game of the Year for us. Absolutely, that'll be fun. Uh, so Developer of the Year goes to CD Projekt Red. They developed The Witcher Three. I think that's deserving. They're great game studio, and I can't wait to see what comes next. I think they definitely deserve, uh, you know, Studio of the Year, even though I don't think Witcher 3 is the game of the year, simply because I feel like Witcher 3 is really one of the first few games of this generation that feels next-gen. I agree. Uh, Huge, I, massive game. Yeah. Detailed. Um, there's a lot of games um, that have come out this year that don't feel like a huge jump from 360 PS3. Whereas Witcher 3, you're not getting that on a last-generation system. I mean, it, it, the Xbox 360 struggled to run Witcher 2. Yeah. Like, it was tough Good. to make it yeah. work. If you put Witcher 3 on an Xbox 360, it would probably just explode. <laughs> it would explode in your living room. Yeah, yeah it, it would not be. <laughs> so, I mean, kudos to them for making that game. I mean, that's just a phenomenal um, piece of work there. I mean, just from a technical standpoint, it's, it's, it's astounding what they were able to create. It's a marvel, the, all around, soundtrack included. Yep, um, soundtrack was also very beautiful, very, it, it felt like, you know, orchestrated work. Yes, I can agree. And the, uh, all the free DLC that's coming, mm -hmm. sign me up, it's obvious. Uh, best indie game of the year um, goes to Rocket League. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I am too. Why not? <laughs> I'm sad I missed it on PlayStation Network. So I am a, a PS Plus subscriber. I don't know how I missed it that month. It's super embarrassing, but I didn't download it. So I'm going to have to pay for it, probably when it comes to Xbox One. But that is a huge esports game. Yeah. That's probably a franchise moving forward. Uh, other nominees were Axiom Verge, Her Story, Ori in the Blind Forest, which was gorgeous, and Undertale. Yeah. I. I... I loved Ori in the Blind Forest. Just a, um, yeah. For animation fans, Ori in the Blind Forest was definitely inspired by Princess Mononoke, the famous anime film by Hayao Miyazaki. I'm going to take his word for it on this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, that's one of my personal favorite animated movies, just movies in general. So Ori in the Blind Forest was, I, I loved that. That was such a beautiful game. That's a piece of art. art. That, that was, uh, yeah, that's almost like the year's limbo yeah uh, it kind of mm -hmm. felt like that to me it's a game but it's also a piece of artwork at the same it is time. It, if you think video games are not art you need to play that game agreed it, it, goodness go do it now <laughs> uh best mobile handheld game so i was surprised here um i don't think it's undeserving but lara croft go one i really thought fallout shelter was going to win mm -hmm. this is kind of the year for fallout yeah um the e3 announcement where they said you can download fallout shelter now mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah. and uh it's addicting like, be out with 
with one of my friends and he, I looked up, he's at his phone playing Fallout. I mean, that's crazy that that's cool. that goes hand in hand with that. Absolutely. Um, I, you can't really argue Lara Croft Go, but you know, it is what it is. Right. Uh, Jumping to best narrative, you know me, I'm a huge story guy. Her story won, uh, the, uh, the nominees were Life is Strange, Tales from the Borderlands, Witcher 3, and Until Dawn. Believe it or not, I think any of the other four games would have been a better choice. I am not to put down her story at all, but yeah. it's just my own opinion. Yeah, um, it's, I don't know too much about her story. It kind of crept up on us all. Yeah, um, I mean... Yeah, it is what it is, but I mean, I love Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Life is Strange was kind of a, a little under the radar, too. Definitely strange. I mean, the name fit it. <laughs> it is definitely strange. The Witcher 3 yeah. is tough to argue with. And Until Dawn was really, really solid. Mm-hmm. We um, we scored it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. So it, it's probably going to be, at least in the conversation for Game of the Year, I don't think it'll quite get there. But it, it's something to consider. Uh, best score and soundtrack, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five wins mm-hmm. uh, from the Game Awards. Fallout 4, Halo 5 Guardians, Ori and the Blind Forest again. Mm-hmm. And Witcher 3. Huge year for Witcher 3. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely adore Halo 5's soundtrack. Halo music has Halo. always been great. Always fantastic. <laughs> How can you beat it? And, and you know, a new composer this year uh, with Kazuma, but um, it, it's just been phenomenal no matter where you go. Always a lot of energy yeah. to its uh, composition. And you get, you'll Tons get strings. Yep. Sometimes you'll get like a like a metal soundtrack uh, sounding song, which is funny. Right. It, it hops around a bit, but the versatility for it, it's, uh, it's like a modern sci-fi uh, soundtrack with... You know, kind of like rock band instruments. And you, I mean, you appreciate music more so than most people. Being yes, I do. Uh, a practitioner yourself, so you probably understand the, the nuances, the little intricacies of composition more it, so than most. It is finely crafted, <laughs> and anyone on this list that we mentioned, the nominees are are deserving. But Halo Five has a special place in my heart. Like that soundtrack is one you go out and buy. Yep. You know, maybe even on vinyl. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, best performance uh, again. Um, Goes to in uh, Viva Seifert from her story. She did a great job uh, with that. Again, I could have gone a bunch of different ways um, from this list. I think you'll know exactly who I would have chosen. But I'll list the other nominees. There was uh, Ashley Birch from Life Is Strange, Camilla Ludington from uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Phenomenal, not my pick. Um, and then. Uh, Geralt of Rivia from Witcher 3, voiced by Doug Cockle. The last nominee, uh, someone named Mark Hamill from, uh, from Batman <laughs> Arkham Knight. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, just brilliant as always. He, he is, he's always going to be my pick. He, he's, he's the man. He's the voice of the Joker. I mean, look at my hoodie, you know. I, he is the voice I'm of the freaking Joker. Joker. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, as long as he's able to do that voice... It's always going to be my pick. It's going to be very hard to, to beat that. Geralt of Rivia is awesome, too. Yes, also very good. Um, other than that, there's a few other categories. I think the last one we probably want to touch on is going to be best shooter. Uh, great year for shooters. Yeah. Usually is. But this year we had Black Ops 3, which multiplayer is awesome. Uh, the single player, not so much. Destiny, The Taken King. Halo 5 Guardians. Absolutely adored it. And then Star Wars Battlefront, which if you know me, I love Star Wars. So by Splatoon, 
being developed by Nintendo winning, that says a lot. If you had told me a few years ago that Nintendo would sweep the shooter awards, multiplayer included, and so best shooter and best multiplayer at a major game award show, I would have said you were crazy. This is an argument Jeff and I would have had in high school. I would have called you nuts. Yes, (laughs) and I would have said you're right because, my goodness, you're going up against some heavy hitters there. Splatoon is the kind of game that Nintendo should have been doing more of the last few years and needs to continue with in the future. And it's still relatively quiet. Yeah. Like, it is not a massive franchise. No. It's it's a brand new franchise. It's, right. It's the very first entry in the franchise, and um, even though it doesn't have Mario or Link or Donkey Kong on the cover, you look at it, and it has that Nintendo charm. You look at it, and you know that's a Nintendo game. Yes. It's what Nintendo needs to do more of in the future. They need to get some new properties out there, and this is a very good start. It's made by some fairly young developers with Nintendo. So, like, Shigeru Miyamoto, all the big guys behind the Mario Studios and Zelda Studios, they had nothing to do with this. This was and maybe that's what was needed for this. Absolutely. With absolutely no disrespect to them whatsoever. Of course. Sometimes you need a change, and Nintendo knows what it sells well. It's mm-hmm. nostalgia, right? It's got its core group of characters with Mario, mm-hmm. and I could go on for a long time <laughs> with it, but... With Splatoon, if they want to get even a chunk of the pie of, of the multiplayer shooter, that's the kind of game that they need to go into. Yeah. And that's crazy. Star Wars Battlefront, are you <laughs> kidding me? Halo 5, Call of Duty, like that's insane. And Bungie, who did Halo, you know, did Destiny, and yeah. it's in this category. So that is a, not necessarily a surprise, no. but a really, really big honor. We're going to see more Splatoon in the future. No doubt. It it, it, it sold very well for the Wii U. Um, You know, the Wii U has not had too, too many huge uh, sales hits simply because the Wii U's installed base has been so low. But Splatoon sold very, very well during a quiet time of year, too. I believe it came out end of May. Yeah. And it it, it really spurred the Wii U forward throughout the summer months, which usually is the quiet time of year for video games. Totally. Nintendo has to look at this. Seeing that it made a brand new property that people like, that people can relate to, and they need to expand it into a franchise now. Make I, it a you know, make it a long running franchise now. I say they launched Nintendo NX with Splatoon 2. I'd be fine with that. I love Splatoon. That so would, I would love a move consoles. <laughs> that would sell it for me right off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Wii U has kind of run its course, unfortunately. It's the so, bell's tolling so, for it. <laughs> so young. It gave an admirable. It gave an admirable effort, but the bell is tolling for it. Bring on Nintendo NX. Let, let's bring on the NX, and <laughs> I, I can't wait for it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no really surprises anywhere else. We won't uh, go into them, but uh, Best Art Direction, Ori in the Blind Forest. Best Multiplayer, we mentioned, was Splatoon. Uh, best Family Game, Super Mario Maker. Uh, some good ones in there. Disney Infinity 3. Mm-hmm. I love Disney Infinity 3 with all the Star Wars characters. Genius marketing, being able to buy Star Wars characters and put them on that pod. My goodness. People are buying those figures just to put them on their bookshelf. Exactly. People will buy that and never use that yep. game. And so I am with, That's how I am with Amiibos. I have yet to open a single Nintendo Amiibo. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> Best sports racing game was the Rocket League. No surprise there. Um, and I mean, that's really it. Best RPG is Witcher 3. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat X, which kind of gets swept under the rug because yeah. it was so early in the year. But observing, though. Any, any surprises? I think Splatoon might be the closest thing to it for me. Uh, I mean, for, like the awards, yes. The um, one thing about the awards show that really kind of you know, touched me was their t- uh, tribute to the late Nintendo president, uh, Satoru Iwata, who, late, who recently passed away. That was uh, super touching. And I, I, I'm not trying to sound funny here. <laughs> I really was almost brought to tears there. Yeah. It, it was really uh, emotional, and it hit at the right part of the show. Yeah. I think Jeff Keighley is a really good host for this. Oh, he is. He is fantastic. And, uh, He's I mean, a gamer. Mm-hmm. He, he has a, I mean, genuine passion for this art form. You he, can tell. He, 
like I'm not sure really the details of, but I'm led to believe like he funds a major portion of this. I would he imagine. runs it himself. I would believe it. Yeah. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the, good for him. But I, I, the other probably emotional moment was the uh, Hideo Kojima. That was very. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see that usually. I can imagine everyone probably behind the camera was like, no, no, <laughs> don't stop saying what yeah. you're saying. And he just he came out and said Hideo Kojima was not allowed to to come to the ceremony to accept the award for Metal Gear Solid tonight. That's uh, it was dark, and it's, I like that, and it kind of unfortunately stole the show. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very unfortunate situation what happened between Kojima and Konami. Konami yeah, is it, it's a mess, and Konami. we're losing PT over it too. Metal Gear Solid really um, was affected by it. I feel Metal Gear Solid Five would have been the definitive game of the year if Kojima had been allowed to fulfill his full vision for that game. It's a fantastic game, taking nothing away from it. I think it could have reached maybe another level, you're right. Absolutely. Despite getting incredible reviews on Metacritic across the board. Because so. it could have been more if Kojima had been allowed to do what he truly wanted to. It's unfortunate, but it's <laughs> that's the business side of gaming. Yep. Um, that's really it, I think, as far as the Game Awards 2015. Uh, we have our own, uh, we call it the Geek Awards, uh, so we're going to definitely do a show on that. Voting starts soon for us, and uh, uh, we may also have a fan element to it as well. Uh, so viewers, you, you can vote for uh, certain categories that we're going to pick. Um, so we're looking forward to that. It's always a hot debate uh, in our, 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 our message group. <laughs> it, it gets ugly, but we try to reconcile we before love, the new we year. We love our video We games. are passionate about it. So uh, make sure uh, to keep up on our YouTube channel. Uh, visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Geekiverse. Twitter at the underscore Geekiverse and Instagram as well. Uh, I'm Josiah Leroy. Follow me on Twitter at Josiah D. Leroy. Jeff, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, Jeffrey Pobbs. You can always find me talking about Nintendo, Zelda, anything like that. <laughs> Absolutely. He's our Nintendo guy. Uh, so we're excited about the future, and uh, 2016 looks like it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a good time. Beautiful. It's going to be a real good time. Well, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you then.